you know, yeah. we're we're in the throes of it right now, man. It's crazy out there. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Definitely is. That's why I stay home, do nothing. <laughs> right. Other than minute modeling, that's pretty much all I do. You know, <laughs> yeah. which is weird because you're by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, who else is gonna look at it? Nobody. <laughs> Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. And this is the Midnight Gadfly of Unsane Radio. Hey, fellow inmates, how's it going out there? This is episode number seven. Lucky seven. That's a prime number. That's a prime number. <laughs> I'm suspicious of all prime numbers. Hey, what do we got going tonight, uh, Dr. Tar? Uh, I believe uh, we have a special guest tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're good. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> My bad. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, about James Gunn, the Spotlight director, director yes, yes, and uh, the movie Spotlight is Slither. Because we are talking about James, James Gunn. Yeah, thought we picked Slither. And uh, we're going to have we a, have a briefcase. A briefcase, yes. But that brings us to uh, a very special moment for us here on Unsane Radio. We have a special guest tonight. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Mark Justice of Ma- Cyclops Movies. Hello, hello, ladies and germs. Oh. <laughs> All of you inmates out there. There you go. Oh, there you go. Now. Another therapy station underway. <laughs> That's right. Please, more schlock therapy now, please. So anyway, Mark Justice, Mark Justice owns, operates, runs, uh, goes gets coffee for, uh, does the mopping, the toilet floods. He hires somebody to do that. All for yeah. Cyclops movies. That's right. Tell us a little bit about uh, Cyclops movies here, Mark. Just to give us a brief introduction to your company. Well, I do mostly the mopping. I think that's the most accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, Cyclops is a no-budget um movie production company um we've made three movies so far very uh horror and sci-fi comedies and i'm proud to say that all my movies have cost uh under 200 dollars to make <laughs> for all three uh, or each, each. Uh, well, for, <laughs> each. yes my last one it was a package deal <laughs> yes cost about uh, 135 dollars and that was including buying a green screen oh, so. damn you've got <laughs> yeah. it down you've got it down so Three you know, movies under good. your so belt. Yeah, we make uh, really schlocky comedies and, and lots of gore and 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 uh, you know what silly are, stuff. What are the names of the three movies? Uh, first one I made is uh, Monster of Party Beach. It's like a '60s bikini beach movie with a rubber suit monster. And then my second one was Sorority Sisters versus Sasquatch. <laughs> that was kind of my homage to uh, '70s exploitation movies. <laughs> and then my last movie was Quest for Uranus. <laughs> And uh, it's my uh, nod to 50s sci-fi flicks with all the misogyny and commie-hating goodness you could want. And all this time, I thought it was Search for Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it just NASA keeps on giving me so much free publicity with all these things about Uranus. It's just great. So thank you, NASA. Really? I I know. They never talked about my anus. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it. I have nothing more to talk about. You know. (laughs) 
my 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 uh, optometrist. Did you, did you said know I your Uranus like, was stop doing that. circled by roids? <laughs> hey, was uh, that, that Atari game? Asteroids. Asteroids. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> With your preparation H bombs. <laughs> A little bit of disclosure here. Um, we actually have known Mark for two days. Two days. <laughs> I think it was a little. I think it's been a few more years than two days. How long has it been, Mark? Thirty years? Twenty-five uh, years? Boy, I was in. I met you. Well, you had the. You must have been ninety-two. Ninety-two, like probably. Nin- yeah. yeah, ninety-two. You're still Mikey to my heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and, yeah, uh, night from from about ninety. Yeah, in the early nineties. Yeah, early nineties. Yeah. So. Mark was a, right. a college student at Bowling Green State University when I had a store there uh, called Hidden Realms, and mm-hmm. we got to be real good friends and yeah, um, have been friends ever since. Yeah, so did a movie together, played in band together, you know, all kinds of good stuff. That's right. Yeah, we were in a band called Charlotte's Web, very famous band out of Bowling Green. <laughs> That's right. No, Nowhere even, else. Even you more know. famous. <laughs> Even more famous was Escaped Fetal Pigs. Escaped Fetal uh, Pigs. Yeah. That's Mark's baby right there. Uh, now, no, I mean, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Well, they, it did get away. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the, the joke that went too far. Yes, that's that, right. That was the band where we invented cake dancing. Yes, that's, that's right. right. Cake dancing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. Too much natural light, too much cake. There will be dancing. <laughs> so, Mark, oh, yeah, do you have another movie in the works? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was taking this year off to do other projects, but uh, it keeps on pulling me back in. Uh, actually, I, I wanted to do an anthology. <laughs> an anthology? Short, yeah, short like movies? shorter movies uh, right. or some like trailer length. Some are four and five minute movies based on some stories I wrote when I was in college. And then uh, I'm working with two other groups, Legacy Verse Pictures um, and um, R.A.K. Films and two Combine them all together. We're doing a something called Money Shot Ventures. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And uh, we're going to do an over the top exploitation movie, like, you know, about an hour long, something really just ridiculous. Um, so that's that's kind of in the works, but we'll see how that how that goes. Money, be, I'm writing the script, so we'll see how it goes. Okay. Money, <laughs> money Shot Pictures. Does that mean you're back to your nude modeling days? <sighs> I hope so. Yeah. I, I definitely. I have no problem. I've already got people asking me when am I going to do some nudity. So I said, "Well, you watch it once, and you'll never be able to see anything again." But good luck. <laughs> you better pay me the money up front. You know. No, your idea of nudity is shaving your beard. <laughs> no. so- yeah, just, you know, it's called laziness and apathy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the I've, got a, I've got a little bit um, uh, in the front going uh, more of like a goatee, like a Colonel Sanders thing oh, right nice. now. Trying so, out for that role, are you? Damn good yeah, chicken. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's for something else I'm working on. But uh, yeah, it's like, well, you know, why not? Uh, yeah, I just get tired of shaving. You know, all that body maintenance. Who needs that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, shower this week. Come on. Speaking of Cyclops movies, uh, we did show uh, one of Mark's movies. Um, We kind of uh, gave it the tar and feather treatment. Yes, you did. (laughs) Which uh, we had a lot of fun. Mark's Mark is a great sport for letting us do it. Um, Although I don't think any of his actors will talk to us anymore. That's probably true. (laughs) I, I I thought it was hysterical. Um, And I, I have people coming up to me asking when they where they can get a copy of it. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. You guys did such a funny job and, uh, you know, 
<laughs> I loved it. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll put out a package deal where they give you the original and the tar and feather versions yeah, in one package cool. deal. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that, Mark. And that, that sure. we can maybe we'll have that for the uh, retro invasion convention that's coming up at the end of May or oh. the Dark X Fest in uh, end of June. That's right. Yeah. Tar and Feather is going to be there. Unsane Radio is going to be there, and Mark and Cyclops movies are going to both of those. Aren't I'll you? be there. Right with my pants on this time. So okay, good, good. <laughs> oh, then I'm not going. It was no, it was in the contract. <laughs> we'll put the, links. Sorry. We'll put links in the notes too to all these cons so that you. You people can come in and uh, hang out with uh, Mark and Tar and Feather and Midnight yeah. Gadfly. Yeah, we'll the, be doing some podcasting from these uh, conventions, too, so stop in and say hi. Yeah, because the vendor yeah. contract actually said Mark plus pants equals uh, acceptable. <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll, singles, that's all i got to say. Hope you got a you know, handful of singles, so you know, I'll be <laughs> oh, damned. Oh, thank God you said singles. <laughs> <laughs> Not the shingles. That was actually. <laughs> That's what I thought he said was shingles. <laughs> yeah. At our age, shingles is something to worry about. Oh, it, it's yes. Well, hey, Mark, we're bringing yeah. in, we're going to be talking about, uh, you probably heard earlier, we're going to, um, our director's spotlight this week is uh, James Gunn. Oh, yeah. Uh, James Gunn, like, oh, yeah, secret big fat person. You mean that guy? <laughs> James <laughs> I don't think so. All right. well, oh, no, no. I think the James Gunn that wrote uh, several movies, he wrote Slither. He uh, oh, yeah. he worked for, uh, he got to start with Troma, uh, Lloyd Kaufman and Troma. He yeah. did a. Tromeo and Julia. Yes, yeah. he, wrote, oh, yeah. he wrote that early on. Uh, got $150 for that script, too. Uh, what, was, <laughs> what was it? Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, no kidding. That's more than your budget. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> with, with like money left over to buy pizza. Yeah. Well, a lot of rap party. A lot of a lot of the asylum goers out there will know that James Gunn did uh, both of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, he wrote and directed both of them, didn't he? Oh, what's the soup? What's the superhero movie? Jack? I don't know that he completely wrote it, but I, oh, okay. I th- for some reason I was thinking that he did write uh, both of them and he directed both of them too, right? It could be. Yes, I'm pretty sure yeah. he did. Um, Why he, don't Tromeo and Juliet is, uh, you know, actually has a lot of critical acclaim out of all the movies that Troma did. Um, that one, that one actually strikes a chord with not just you know the Troma fans, but actually got some renown. So, and then Slither. Well, you know, when we talk about that, Slither is just that's just masterful. Right. And sl- yeah, we, yeah. yeah. I was going to mention yes. Slither, and he, uh, Tar was talking about superhero. He did a movie called Super with Rain Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I seen, I saw yeah. it like just about a month ago. And it also has uh, Michael Rooker in it, Nathan Fillion, and Sean Gunn. There is a thread going through James Gunn's movies. Uh, Michael Rooker is in quite a few of his movies uh nathan fillion is in quite a few and his brother sean gunn is in quite a few of them um and there's a reason for that um he's he has said that one of the influences on him and one of the things that really creeped him out and and stuck with him was a movie called henry portrait of a serial killer which stars michael rooker and he's i think he's grown attached to Michael Rooker ever since then and since he's gotten into a position of power where he can kind of say who's going to uh, be in his movies he brings Michael Rooker in quite regularly rightfully so because Michael Rooker is a great actor yeah I I remember the first time I watched Henry uh, and boy it it still affects me it's still such an effective movie and so disturbing on so many levels Um, and I can't look at 
at Rooker without thinking of that, <laughs> thinking of that, about movie, that movie. Yeah. It's pretty hard. You know, yeah. so yeah. There well, was that, some. Yeah, not, go ahead. Talk. Oh no, I was just thinking that they, at that time when we were watching that, these were all on videotapes, by the way. Watching that and along with uh, about the same time, Necromantic, all those mm-hmm. bizarre, dark, very dark movies were being skipping the theaters and coming out, and we got to see them, and it was just yeah. Yeah, Henry was Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is one of my favorite movies and and one of the most disturbing. And uh, James Gunn actually mentioned in something I was reading about him, um, saying that what really dis- is disturbing about the movie to him, and it uh, this struck a chord with me, is that Michael Rooker's character there is almost a sympathy for him, um, you know, and yeah. you find yourself on one hand kind of catching yourself being kind of sympathetic and then being horrified because you're sympathetic with mm-hmm. this virtual monster. Well, and I think yeah. you become sympathetic because you have uh, Tom Tolles who's playing Otis and Otis is not sympathetic at all. That's absolutely true. That's true. Yeah, that concept, there's a concept called uh, romantic isolation um, that I used to teach my students when I was doing my horror class. And that's the, uh, where you feel empathy and, and sympathy for the monster, you know, like in King Kong yeah. or yes. Frankenstein. Um, and you identify the human quality in that. But on the reverse is also true. You identify the monstrous within the person. Um, so like the Wolfman and like in Henry. And that's part of it. You, you, you connect with that sense of that murderous aspect, but it's also terrifying. So you have to back off. But th- you're exactly right. Well, uh, yeah, father there with with that feeling like you have some sympathy, and then you realize, why am I feeling sympathetic? It's this is a, a terrible, a, horrible. A, a lot of great horror movies are based on that concept, though. I mean, it's just yeah, mm-hmm. it well, just that's is, true. But the, yeah. but that was the paradigm shift. Is Henry? Going, Henry is a real realistic, situation. very realistic. There's no real. There's no you know figment monster it's the monster is within the human and that's where it becomes that's where it becomes horrifying to you to identify or to Mm -hmm. sympathize i mean that's that's why that's why henry is such a brilliant well yeah that all came with the yeah the the shift from the mythical monsters to serial killers viruses things like that and you know net things that could slightly more plausible than were well even currently we have with the avengers the, the avengers movies um, the Avengers, we have Thanos, you know, where if you really think about Thanos's logic about what he wants to do and the reason that he wants to do it, it's actually not bad, you know. I think that noise is coming from Mark. The hiss? Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 no. We can we can hear like the the <laughs> some clicking, tapping. Are on you the, are you on the computer? Quit jiggling your junk. Uh, no, I was just I was adjusting my headphones because oh. The, the volume is going in and out, so sorry about the pie. I'll cut all this out. But, yeah, I was just making sure my headphones were on tight enough. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Buckle up. My microphone's up. attached to my headphones, so <laughs> I forget that it's probably transferring all this sound. No, it's all right. We, we're live. We're talking about James Gunn, I mean, one of the things that's, that's good about him is uh, he seems to have, and one of the reasons we've even kind of brought him up, um, he has this love for genre stuff um he's a big comic book fan um a very big comic book fan obviously by some of the movies he's made um if you watch i don't know how many of you out there have seen the movie called the specials that he wrote and directed 
um, which is a really pretty good low budget movie that um, uh, his brother Sean stars in it. Uh, Rob Lowe's in it. Jamie Kennedy is in it, um, and James Gunn himself is in it. He plays Minute Man. Minute. <laughs> so that uh, minute, <laughs> but he his he has a great love for for the the whole genre, and we'll get into that in a little bit when we talk about Slither. But he also did, you know, he uh, wrote a bunch of stuff. He wrote Dawn of the Dead remake uh, from a screenplay. That was in 2004. Um, and uh, supposedly he's going, he's uh, writing and maybe directing the upcoming Suicide Squad movie that's due out in 2021. That's a rumor right now, so I don't know if that's that's true, but that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, don't anybody have anything to say? Mark? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, I was sleeping. No. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I haven't seen the movies that you had mentioned, um, so, but, but knowing what he's done so far, uh, it, it's exciting to look forward to seeing what he what he can do. I'm hoping he can turn Suicide Squad around and 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 do something with the potential that it has, um, you know, something that better than the first one. So that that'll be intriguing. I mean, he's he's got certainly the ability to write a compelling story that's engaging. So uh, and with know, a sense of humor, pathos. Yeah, I think that's his one of his big strengths. Is he he really brings in that that almost a tongue tongue in cheek sense of humor to a, to a lot of this. Mm-hmm. There again, it's because of his 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 in eight geekery you know i think that's exactly. the way he pays exactly. homage to things and and you know yeah. brings it around you know brings everything around for full circle as they say but not everyone can blend humor and horror together no it's you very know? hard yeah. right yeah and so to do that successfully is uh shows a lot of of talent and also love you can't do that without loving the genres that you're you're blending and uh you know it is it is comes from a place of love you know so that's it's exciting to know that he's such a nerd and a fellow geek. Yes. So that's that's kind of cool. He's not some, you know, affected Hollywood type. Did you guys like Super? I actually liked Super. Yes. Did you have you seen it, Mark? I have. Ellen Page is in that too, right? Yes. I yes. Didn't see yeah. It. Right. Yeah, I was surprised to see Rain Wilson uh, do that. I, I liked it. I, I, you know, didn't end how I wanted it to end. Uh, but right. Right. I thought it had that kind of quirkiness and. And and it, but it didn't jump over to the exaggeration like you know Kick Ass, which was obviously a totally different story. This was really grounded, and and I really, uh, I really, I really liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I was the same way. I pretty much the same way. I was surprised that I liked it as well as I did. Yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't really go for it. I think it, it really wanted. I wanted it to be something. I was expecting like the specials, you know, which the specials had this real quirky thing. And the specials was directed by Craig Mazin. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, the, the specials. James, was, yes. James Gunn was the writer. The um, but yeah, super. When I watched it, I was really bummed out at the end, you know. And like, mm-hmm. doesn't like Ellen Page's character just go nuts? Like she just loses her shit completely. Yes. Becomes a psychotic killer. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and for a comedy, it really broke conventions because there was a lot of you know humor, and it really broke conventions and and how it ended. Um, I so as a writer, I appreciate that. As yes. a viewer, I was disappointed. Like, oh wait a minute, you know, you really, you really took me on this kind of fun ride, and like, it's not supposed to end this way. So you know, yeah, I, I had mixed feelings about the end, but, but I thought for a low, low budget movie, uh, and and bringing in two people I thought would never see in a movie together. Uh, yeah, I thought it was it was an interesting 
Interesting film. I really like the two Scooby-Doo movies. Like, yeah. I think he did an awesome <laughs> he did, job. He with did those. those, too. That's right. Didn't he write and he wrote those? He didn't direct those. No, he directed those. He directed the Scoo- yes. Scooby-Doo yeah. movies? Those are actually pretty fun, though. Oh, I mean, they, yeah, they, they are. Oh, I liked them. I'm I'm yeah. not a Scooby-Doo fan. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like those two movies, though. I thought they did a great job of... Oh, of, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. Raja Gosnell did the directing. He was the writer. Yes. yes. On, the, on the first one. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah. I couldn't remember who the director was. But yeah. And, yeah. And then and he did the two Galaxy uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Did you like those, Mark? Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved them. Uh, I, I'm excited about number three. I, I was so, totally surprised when I saw that they were doing the movie, you know, with Guardians because, you know, it's it's a fairly minor group of characters, you know, and, and so as far as the Marvel pantheon goes. And the way they did it, they you know, because I, I read the Guardians back from like the late 60s, early yes, 70s, and yes. I never read the new incarnation. So I had no idea about any of these characters. And I just fell in love with it. I thought, wow, this is so much fun. And there was so much, again, pathos that he brings in, so much more emotion that I expected to have in a, in a, in a superhero movie, um, you know, because the relationship, you know, with his mom and, and, and that, that, that longing for identity – and uh, so I, I thought it was, it was just an excellent movie. Uh, yeah, both of them. I think I think they yeah. both. And there, there again, you know, I'm not a big fan of sequels. Um, you know, I always go into looking at a sequel with trepidation, and that was one I I just had no idea if they were going to maintain. But and I think that's a testament to James Gunn. Actually, really, I, because, you know, I think he had a lot to it, what you were talking about, Mark, bringing kind of that humanity in, you know, that personal stuff that that he kind the of real, well, he really does that in, in most of his movies. And I think that's but that's what Marvel, one of his themes. Marvel Comics was trying to do that, you know, like with this, you know, bringing all the realistic aspects. Yeah, that is a lot. That is a emotional lot. stuff. That's true. The gar- stories and stuff. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy also brought back what Tarantino was doing in the mid '90s with uh, creating a soundtrack, you know, that really had like this classic rock feel to it. That then kind of jumped in because throughout both Guardians of the Galaxy, that's very uh, um, curated music, you know, for the the type of thing that they're trying to do. That's so, true. You know, so like Pulp Fiction and even mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs, you know, you've got all these. <clears throat> things that really can kind of speak back to even, you know, people that may be our age, but like even to people like my son, who's 21, who listens to all that stuff as well. And just well, then, really responds to that music. And you're also associating now because of those movies being released, you're associating that music with those imagery. You know what I mean? It like uh, you, you hear that song and reservoir dogs when he's dancing and that's the immediate image that you yeah you get in your head when you they play it somewhere else you back know. in the middle again is that the song yeah yeah, yeah 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 um, our little green bag i used to have yes, that on a yes. 45 <laughs> well that, know, that, that song take that back to uh a clockwork orange yes singing in the rain yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah stanley kubrick but oh. you know and it could have it could have easily gone with that music it could have become kind of hammy or hokey and and trying to evoke emotion through song but it really just worked out you know it wasn't it never crossed that border yeah and it it really became such a part 
uh, of the character and, and kind of symbolic of the relationship he had with his mother that it, it, it works yeah, it for the, the movie. It was and, the time. And, it was the time. You know, You're right. And it's it's actually, what, diegetic music because it's in the movie. It's yes. like on his headphones right. yes. and stuff. It's not just playing exactly in the middle of nowhere. So It has right. purpose. It has purpose it in has the story. It has purpose yes. in the story, which Mark was yeah. saying. That's absolutely And it's true. not like Martin Scorsese who has to have, you know, give me shelter in every movie that he makes, you know. That's so, because that's a great song. how you song. know it's Scorsese, because you hear Gimme Shelter, you're like, oh, Scorsese must Scorsese, have done yeah. this. <laughs> oh, I love Scorsese. Yeah, well, and mm. the other the other good part about Guardians of the Galaxy, especially the first one, is it relates back to the movie that we've watched, we're watching for this evening. It's got Greg Henry in it. Greg Henry, yes. Yeah, he's in the first one. He's the grandfather. That's right, you know? yes. Oh, okay. So, yes. you know, with the... With that, maybe we should start talking about the movie that we wanted to relate to this. Which Jump is into Slither. 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 All right. Slip and slide into Slither. <laughs> All right. So you ready for this? I'm ready. Hell, if you had a Johnny, you'd have married him too. What's a Johnny? Country. You know, where Johnny's people come from. Learn to eavesdrop better. Exactly. <laughs> Well, now, that is some fucked up shit. What the fuck was that? It's goddamn Martian. Martians is from Mars, Jack. Or it's a general term meaning outer space fucker. No, it isn't. Look it up, cocksucker. Enough! It's a conscious disease. If I weren't about to shit my pants, I'd be fucking fascinated. You don't know what was in there. You said it was dark. You don't know what the hell you saw. His arm was all bendy, Mayor. Well, it's obvious the bastard's got Lyme disease. What? Lyme disease. You touch some deer feces and then you eat a sandwich without washing your hands. You got your Lyme disease. <laughs> and that makes you look like a squid. <laughs> Folks, let's go. Don't forget your guns. We don't want any Lyme disease popping out at us. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha, fucking ha. Are you all right? You need both of them things and you to get all me. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, Kylie, why don't you <laughs> tell me Grant that story about how I saved you from that deer? Oh, yeah. Bill saved me from the deer. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> such a good movie. <laughs> Some classic quotes from Slither there. <laughs> Lyme disease. <laughs> Oh, and we skipped the one. We're itchy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's uh, that was like my one of my favorite parts with the kids. You know, they're in the car and the kids are out there. And I'm like, oh god, this was great. Just so funny. Good movie. Yeah, released in 2006. Uh, written and directed by uh, James Gunn, um, starring Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks. Greg Henry. Greg Henry. Michael, Michael Rooker. Rooker. <laughs> yeah. Michael Rooker is the bad guy, I guess. Well, oh, no, he's, he's, the, he's the victim. He's, he's a the sympathetic first. bad guy. He's, he's a sympathetic bad guy. Meat. Meat. I have a whole host of sli- you know, slithers, so you know you can't forget them. Oh, this movie, there again, talking about uh, Michael, or uh, about James Gunn and his uh, geekery you know this movie every almost every scene is an homage to another something horror movie or a mm-hmm. reference somewhere 
Um, we were when we were watching it. We were, which, we were counting. Which makes the, it brilliant. It is just, there's like several from Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was the one that uh, Tar caught? One that I missed. Which one? The the TV. Oh, oh, the whole trauma. The nod to trauma. There was a, a Toxic Avenger playing on playing, the TV on the as TV. they're passing through in the yeah. background. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought. Oh, you get the blob. Oh yes, the blob oh, poking the, at it oh. with the stick. Oh yeah. yes, that was yeah a yeah. good blob reference. That's why I said there was uh, just so many, and the humor is just uh, juxtaposed by some of the goriest scenes you'll have ever seen outside of a David Cronenberg movie. But, uh, Hugh Jackson's early work. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And yeah. I've I've officially retitled it. It's called it's Henry Portrait of a Slitherer. Slitherer. <laughs> but anyway. So so, the, the, what else? The movie that. So uh, one of the things that I like, what they compare it to, what Night of the Creeps or whatever it is. Oh yeah, that the, is that the Your movie? Boyfriends are here. Good news, <laughs> the bad news, they're dead. Yeah, they were saying that it was a ripoff, but you know everything about that whole movie is an homage. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the zombies, all that kind of stuff. They, yeah. Every, have you guys recently seen Night of the Creeps? Have you, seen, you know what it is. So the aliens coming down with the canister and all the little slug things. Just so it's a lot like this. I've never seen it. Yeah. So yeah, I've never seen it. But it's been a long time since I've seen that. It was just, again it had that same kind of campy humor and horror, a, a really nice blend of the yeah, two. Comedy you know? horror. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. And that's what that's it was. one of the things I really liked about it because uh, you know so many horror movies are just uh, just cliched pastiches of past ideas that you know that uh, these are mm-hmm. are. Uh, writers and directors and you know creators who have no real imagination and it's good to see somebody come along um, and stand the genre kind of on its head and I think Slither did that as uh, Shaun of the Dead is another yeah. example oh yeah uh, what's fun about him is that taking that fantastic and melting it with something that grounds you in the reality of this you know it, yeah and it, just and humor the, yes the, and humor bringing that humor in which you know you don't have and like Mark said it, that's it's hard to do you know you see some other movies that try it and it just doesn't work but it seems like there's certain writers out there and directors that have a knack for that i think james gunn is one of them i think mark justice is another mark justice (laughs) is another one i was thinking of that i was thinking of that he really brings that horror and comedy Uh, home yeah i'm right up there in that you know top five of the top 50 you know, <laughs> yes. uh, you know the the cabin. Roger Corman, Mark Justice, the cabin, <laughs> right. the, the cabin in uh, in uh, that Sasquatch movie that Mark Justice did it was phenomenal. <laughs> it was phenomenal. That was that was, that was your homage to uh, um, um, oh my goodness, I'm mall rats. Blank. Mall rats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was going to make a reference I was, to. Uh, um, oh my goodness, Bruce Campbell's guy, Sam Raimi. Well, <laughs> Sam Raimi. Well, there is. Yeah. Oh, it took a long time for me to get that out. I was thinking more of the infamous golf cart scene and <laughs> oh, oh it, the golf cart scene in, in Monster Party, Monster Monster Party, Party Beach. Beach. That's one yeah, of our well, fa- you know, that's one of our favorite scenes, Mark. We have to say. We were shooting and it was there. We're like, hey, let's use it. <laughs> we don't know if it'll be here tomorrow. Let's do it today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's filming yeah. on the fly. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you were, when you're shooting on in locations that already exist, you don't have to pay a dime for. You're there for two hours. You know, you you, you stop being choosy and you just take what you can get. Yeah, that's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So with Slither, we also had, um, he was paying homage to Sam Raimi on a number of occasions in yes. that movie as well, as well as um, uh, Romero. You know, I mean, that's definitely was in there with mm-hmm. scenes that were almost identical to what was going on. Like you had pointed out in uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead with yes. the, the breaking of the windshield, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. just the stumbling yes. zombies. I the mean. stumbling zombies. It, we were talking about that earlier, too, about that, you know, this movie is kind of a, you know, it's a science fiction movie, but then all of a sudden it switches and does kind of become a zombie movie, you know, about three quarters of the way through with, uh, you know, the actual rambling, uh, mm-hmm. stereotypical zombies and... Uh, shambling. Shambling, there we go. <laughs> shambling yeah. zombies. When there's also... Yeah, then you have the whole, like, weird... You know the grotesque squid thing, the you know the monstrous, <laughs> yes. uh, the mutation. You know, and then the, the barn scene. You know, the, the huge swelling of the and the girl. Yes. You know, the mother. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's it's just so over the top and grotesque. So that it's it's fantastic. Well, and that end you know? creature when when Michael Rooker is the end creature with all the ones attached to him, he looks like what, yeah. that movie from the Beyond or whatever. Is oh it? yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, or Akira. Uh, yes. Akira. Akira. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's true. You know. Yeah, I saw that as, but as when well, they got, but yeah, the grotesque, uh, grotesque mutation, yeah, totally. The, the, the big guy falling into it and just kind of being absorbed right there. <laughs> maybe right. maybe shades of Roger Corman there with um, the... Uh, David Cronenberg. Little thing. Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors, yes. The, I got that reference too, yeah. Yeah, and also I think the monster, the, you know, the creature... Is kind of uh, paying homage to uh, the thing, John the thing. Carpenter's. Oh, thing. definitely. Oh, yeah. right. yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The, the movie's full of it. If you haven't seen it, inmates, uh, you need to go out and see it because it's a classic. Yeah, you it's, really it's should. A, it's a it's a top notch movie. Yeah, and then they introduce that whole hive mind kind of thing where all of the creatures are mm-hmm. thinking like Michael Rooker's, you know, character, and then um, just them talking all simultaneously, you know, and and remembering what he has. It's really just a gross movie too. Like there are there are scenes that <laughs> a are lot truly of disgusting. Scenes. That's true, but I think there there again, you know, we were talking. That's that's kind of a a, a nod to to Italian horror movies. Oh yes, yeah. um, and also to Trauma. <laughs> yeah, yes, very much so. The I whole, loved. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I really liked it. Um, speaking, I liked also the 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 people in the town. You know, <laughs> it, it the townspeople were not pretty. Oh, by no, any means, no, yes, yes. you know, and and I thought it was it was closer to watching Deliverance. <laughs> well, hey, you're you know, right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. They, they seem to be like more real people. Yes, yes. 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 The town, exactly. the, the town itself was ugly. It was there's trash and that's graffiti true. everywhere. Yeah, that, yeah. And that, that's trauma. Like, that's trauma. You know, right and and really small town kind of divey. Yep. Yes. You know, but but not to make fun of small towns. It's just this town was a little quirky and. And divey and run down. They, yeah. were, they were there for deer cheer. Deer cheer, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And who who was who was the mayor? Greg Henry. Greg oh, Henry loved Greg played Henry. the mayor, and you know, to to the hilt. His that was a great character right there. Also, did you see that? Um, a little bit of trivia for you people out there. Sitting in the police station early on when they're talking is oh, yeah. a drunk, which is Lloyd Kaufman. That's his cameo oh, appearance. Nice. Um, but isn't Jenna Fisher also? She does a uh, cameo as yes, cameo, right? Yes, and she gets like horribly mutilated. She does. They, <laughs> they, there's actually, I think, three scenes with her. Yep. Two of normal, and then the third one, she's yeah. transforming. Yeah. So um, he probably had a good time with that, you know, 
doing that with her. But Sher- let- Sheriff, your mother called. The toilet's backed up again. <laughs> oh, she likes to use too much paper. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's from the movie. Uh, but let me let me interject something here. I have a story related to Slither, um, and and related to Lloyd Kaufman. Back in 2006, we had attended um, the Cinema Wasteland in Strongsville, Ohio, and we've been going there for a number of years. When this particular um, outgoing, Lloyd Kaufman was one of the guests, and um, I talked to him briefly but didn't have a whole lot of chance to talk to him just because circumstances. I had a table there um, as Tar and Feather. We had a table there. But when the, on Sunday when the convention was winding down, everybody was uh, packing up and taking everything out, I had a box, and I'm dressed as Professor Feather, and I'm carrying this box of, of stuff out. And right in front of me is Lloyd Kaufman. He's got a box of stuff he's taking out to his car. So he opens the door. He just had a small box. He opened the door for me. And we're, I said, well, thanks. He said, oh, you're Professor Feather, which, you know, made me feel great that he even recognized who I was. You know, and I said, I said, yeah, and you're Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> and he laughed. And we're getting out into the parking lot. And I said, you know what? Because I'd watched the behind-the-scenes uh, footage. Lloyd Kaufman actually has a behind-the-scenes small documentary about the, uh, his time uh in the process of of making slither but anyway his scene was way bigger and it was cut to hell i mean it got cut big time so we're walking out and i said i said lloyd i said i really liked you in slither i said it was it's a shame that uh uh gun cut your scene i said that was a pretty good scene he looked at me and kind of scowled he said that bastard i'm gonna get him and then he laughed he said he said no i love the guy and I thought that was just classic. You know, that was great. That was a, a great little moment. All related back to Slither. Well, there's a really good trauma documentary on um, on Amazon Prime, if you've not seen it. I've not seen it. Yeah, no. it's, really, it's actually really good because he goes back all the way back to the beginning and talks about his whole like philosophy of movie making and all that kind of stuff. And just what a weird guy that dude is. Yes, <laughs> very weird. But very, uh, very independent movie friendly. He will... If you approach Lloyd and say, look, I want a cameo in my movie, Lloyd will probably do it. Um, he's already done it. We, I uh, had a, have this other friend named Ray Basham who did a movie called Hillbilly Bob Zombie. And he was able to actually get Lloyd to do a, a newscaster-type little role. And uh, I edited the film for Ray, and watching all of the takes of Lloyd Kaufman is just great. I wish I could have kept some of the outtakes because he was hilarious on his out on his he did I think six or seven takes of this one little bit that he was doing and he was just hilarious. But what a guy, you know, what a guy that would, you know, goes goes out of his way to help promote and, and support independent filmmaking. Yeah, the doc- yeah, he doesn't have to do that. Yeah, the documentary yeah. is called uh, Greetings from Troma Bill. I have to look that up. Yeah, I've not I've not seen that yet. Yeah, it's great. So anything else? Anybody else have anything else to say about Slither? Awesome movie. I, let, let me read something. This is probably a little little long, but bear with me. This really sums up James Gunn. James Gunn in uh, published a, a novel, his first and only novel, called The Toy Collector. And it was published in the year 2000. Um, and he, I think he said he took four years to write it or something. But anyway... This is the uh, blurb, and it's a little long, but bear with me because it has, it's very germane to what we're talking about. Um, this is the blurb from uh, Publishers Weekly, and this is what the book is about. In the summer of 1995, a 25-year-old orderly named James Gunn 
starts pilfering drugs from New York City's St. Dominic's Hospital to finance his addiction, here it goes, to buying the retro toys he loved when growing up in St. Louis. <laughs> when he's not on one of his frequent blind drunk benders having sloppy sex with random win- women, Jimmy basks in the magnificence of Charlie Barlow's antique toy store where he spends thousands of dollars on TV paraphernalia, action figures, robots, and games in an attempt to recapture the few moments of beauty in his most horrifying childhood. It goes on from there, but doesn't you can see what... Uh, here's another. It says, These moments sensitively told in flashback within the burden, without the burden of sentimentality often involved the boy's favorite toys like scrunch'em, grow'em dinosaurs, and his pack included growing up his friend Tar, Ta-da. Gary Bauer, <laughs> the awkward misfit, and Nancy Zumas, who played I'll Show You Mine with Jimmy. But anyway, this sounds like a, you know, you can understand where James Gunn is coming from, just from the description of this book, which I have not read, by the way, which I have on order from Amazon. I wanted it to throw like that you in. You were there. describing my life. I was going to assume there for a minute. I'm like, what are you doing taking my life? That's what I was doing, turning tricks for toys. Doesn't it? <laughs> that goes back to the nude model. Oh, I like that. <laughs> exactly. How do you think I got to spend so much money at Hidden Realms? <laughs> uh, I don't think I want to know now. <laughs> yeah, anyway. All from Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Mikey is a reference to a, a, a movie I made when I was a student filmmaker and mark was the star of the movie um it was called mikey portrait of a serial killer that's spelled c-e-r-e-a-l um a very nice little short kind of uh i don't know what would you call it what kind of genre would you call it horror comedy horror comedy (laughs) yeah something yeah horror comedy detective detective yeah detective yeah breakfast cereal i don't know (laughs) but uh anyway it's like silence of the lambs without the humor that's yes with frosted flakes (laughs) yeah so that was it's that great. was one of our associations with Mark in the earlier. That's what, yes. Mark got the bud for being bug for being a filmmaker by hanging out with us. Oh, it was so much fun! I, I every time I watch, there's one scene which I won't spoil for anyone because you need to go watch it. But the, you know the scene I'm talking about—the one you know we did up in the apartment. Oh yeah, yes. You know, oh yeah. Oh yes. And it was hard to keep from smiling because everyone was laughing yeah. <laughs> uh, you do have a little smile on your face at, at the end there it's just that little little just that little bit that almost I a mona lisa smile going on i couldn't help it i know but yeah you have to see it um if you ever get a chance to see the tar and feather version of uh, uh monster of party beach i tack that on at the end so that would yeah. be your be your chance to see it Maybe I'll post that up on uh, Vimeo. So if anybody out there, we'll, we'll I'll post that on Vimeo on our uh, Tar and Feather site on Vimeo, and then we'll link that in the notes too. So you can go and see Mark Justice in all his early right. glory. And I'll send you some links to where you can buy uh, Monster Party Beach and Sorority Sisters versus Sasquatch and Quest for Uranus. There we go, and we'll we'll throw those up in the thing too. And you can uh, watch all these these terrific terrific movies. <laughs> Terrific, well, no budget, low budget. Movies. But you don't don't overblow it. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll so, stop now. I'll stop now. Well, moving. there goes the last five minutes of the broadcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, um, I think uh, we've got one more thing we, we want to handle here. Mark, um, we do a thing every week. It's called open 
Opened it up. Opened it up. Oh, the briefcase. Opened it up. (laughs) (laughs) This, the briefcase. This is where uh, one of the crew or maybe our special guest picks a movie that they just want to talk a little bit about. They don't have to talk a lot. They don't have to say, you know, just a movie that they're uh, like their suggestion of the week. Get a little, give a little bit of info yeah. about the movie. Yeah, be broad. Just anything you of, have fun. Just with. a suggestion. So we're putting Mark on the spot. Mark, we'd like yeah. you to pick the movie this week. Uh, all right, I'm going to go to one of my favorite movies of all time, The Thing from Another World. Oh. And uh, I've probably seen this movie two, three, four hundred times. I can't, I can't even tell you. Uh, it's uh, 1951. We had mentioned The Thing earlier in the broadcast. Um, 1951 movie and uh, kind of the origin well the story of who goes there and uh, utter 50s Cold War science fiction with some of the best dialogue and timed dialogue witty back and forth people talking over one another completing each other's sentences and thoughts Um, has James Arness as the thing uh, beautiful Margaret Sheridan, and it is just such a classic 50s sci-fi movie that uh, it's uh, to me it's a perfect movie. Your thoughts? Very good. No, oh, I no, think that's that, a great. It movie. is an awesome movie. I it's love good. the movie too. Yeah, we're we're big fans. And who could who could the, very iconic that one that the thing the credit comes up that burning blowtorch through the tin, the melting letters coming out at you. Oh yes, that was just yeah the thing and that music. But think about that, and think about the remake. Yeah, how yeah. the how the titles were. Yeah, they tried to emulate that. Kind yeah, of emulated yeah. that. Yeah. And that, that was Howard Hawks that directed that, right? Howard Hawks. Well, Christian Ivey. Yeah, but Hawks had a lot to do with it. I he mean, did. Just, yes. Yeah, Hawks's footprint is all over it. Yes. He was the producer. You know, there's there's rumors about who really did most of the the bulk of the directing, yeah. but between Christian Nyby and Howard Hawks, but it's Howard Hawks' style of of people yes. talking. Yes. And he, he you see that in his westerns. Yes. Where he develops this over time, and it sounds so natural and so wonderful, and and fresh because no one was doing it. You know, right. Very, and uh, right. that's that's what's great. I I ever the more I watch it, that I, I see things I didn't see before, and I just like listening to it. You know, put it in the background. I'm doing other things, and yeah, I know exactly and, what's going on, scene by scene. And to be when honest, I'm the dialogue. Know, yeah, the monster you know. himself is not. You know, you you would expect more, but just I liked how you don't see him. You don't mm-hmm. see him very often, yeah. which is good. But yeah, you're right. Though what carries the movie is just the acting and the dialogue. You know, just yeah. creating all the suspense before the act. You know, not to say that it's bad, not by any means. But no, the performances are fantastic. Um, and what I what I've come to really appreciate about the movie is that the the, the reporter who runs throughout the whole time, I don't think yeah. he manages to take one picture. You know, every time there's an opportunity, you get that picture, Scotty. No, no, I, I think I got my foot or I fell down or he passes out at the end. I shit my you know? pants. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I thought, oh, you know, he, he may have taken one shot at the very beginning when they when they fly out to see the saucer. But I don't think he gets a shot after that at all. Well, that's a good choice, Mark. Good choice. Yeah. Now, I'll Thanks. be honest. I've never seen the original. Yeah, you need what? to watch it. You need to watch it. It's it's a classic. I know. I, I, I need classic. to get on it. Yeah. So yeah, we need we need to do that together. That would be good. That would be good. Have a movie Absolutely. night. Okay. Hey, 
I think uh, I think that we're getting close to the end here. All right, you ready to wrap this up? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, Uranus? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, right, you've been listening to Unsane Radio. This is Doctor Tar, Professor Feather, and the Midnight Gadfly, and Mark Justice, Mark Justice, Mark Justice. of Cyclops <laughs> Movies. Oh, we'd like to thank Mark for being our first uh, guest. I've got a feeling Mark's going to come back quite often and hang out with us in the podcast. So, in the meantime, um, you can so, you can if you have any questions, suggestions, comments, rude you, remarks, rude remarks, <laughs> you can get a hold of us at unsaneradio at gmail.com. Where was that? Unsaneradio at gmail.com. Gmail. Mark, where was that? Unsaneradio at gmail.com. Thank you. I'll be all of my new pictures to you. <laughs> And uh, you can go to see Mark's stuff at... Uh, you still have Cyclops.com? CyclopsMovies.com? No, no, I'm just doing stuff through Facebook right now. Through Facebook? You okay. can find me that way. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's the best way to find me. Get a hold of him and then, uh, you know, strike up a conversation. Mark's a good guy to yeah. talk to. And uh, we also have our website, which is UnsaneRadio.com. If you can go there, we'll have some stuff up uh that is related. We'll have all the info up about each of the, of the episodes of what we talked about. And uh, I think that probably is just about it. You can see us on uh, Radio Unsane at Twitter. Oh, that's right. Where no. at? Radio Unsane at Twitter. Thank you. It's at Radio Unsane. Where? At Radio Unsane. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there you have it. See you on the other side, kid mates. Bye, kiddies.